Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning. Happy Monday and welcome to an all new episode of... Cool, calm, collected, cold brew, casual conversations with Candace King. I think we're just going to keep expanding it every single week um, because that's how we got to kick off our Mondays. I hope you are all doing well. Um, I am currently recording this from a beautiful lake house out in um, outside of Atlanta, Georgia from a girls weekend. I'm with um, some of my best gal pals. We've all been friends for over a decade. We all met one way or another through the Vampire Diaries, and um, we all have small children and had not all been together in a room without our small children for an extended period of time since before the global pandemic of 2020. So this has been a really uh, special weekend. And um, if you listened to my episode last week, I, I did I did I did cut the yoga. We we got rid of the yoga. Um, there is no sound bath, but I did keep um, I did keep a tarot card reader on the itinerary for the weekend because what is a what is a calm mom's getaway weekend without an aggressively scheduled itinerary? Hmm? That that's my question for you. I I don't know how you could have a relaxing weekend without. It you know a, a color coded, you know timed time stamped itinerary as to what you guys would be doing when you would be doing it. Um, so if you need a way to relax, highly recommend throwing that into your mom's getaway weekend. Um, but what my favorite part about weekends like this is just um, it, you know I say all of that, but truly obviously you know there's an element of a part of that where I'm just joking. And uh, my favorite part of weekends like this is just being able to sit around and talk about everything that means absolutely nothing. 
you know, like you know, obvious beyond what you're just watching on TV and pop culture events, but like really deep diving into those things that mean absolutely nothing. And it's funny, we're kind of split in half in this group where there's half of us that, you know, know everything about pop culture events and then the other half that's just like, you know, what 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 are you talking about? So it got me thinking on how concerned I am for my own brain because there's so many things I'm not, you know, I struggle with. I struggle with just being able to fall asleep on time. You know, I've, I've talked about that a lot in the last year. Um, I struggle with uh, remembering directions when I'm driving. I still have to use like my, my Google map, my Apple map thing. You know, I used to be able to get around everywhere and now I just can't remember even how to get home from simple places. I know nobody's phone number. None. I ask what my blood type is at the doctor's office because I feel like that's something you should know. I feel like that that's something that you should know about yourself. I still don't remember. No idea. No idea. I don't know if it's an AB combo. I don't know if that's even a blood type. I don't know if it's a O positive. I, so I, in an emergency situation, I am helpless at that point. Um, but there are a lot of things that live rent-free in my mind that I just know to my core that I just on any rainy day, I'm, I'm ready. Like I remember, uh, funny enough, I remember like my first like crush in grade school. I still remember his home phone number. That, that's in my brain. If I ever need to call, you know, that person. I can. Um, I, I like everyone, like when I'm grocery shopping a lot and they don't have something that I want and I, and I, you know, contemplate whether it's worth going to another store to get it. And if I'm like slightly irrational, um, and obsessing over like a certain kind of, of, of citrus that I need for this recipe because it is listed as so, and there's no flexibility within that. I always think back to, you know, the movie, the breakup, that fight scene between Vince Vaughn and, and Jennifer Aniston about the lemons. And then I can just, I can just play out that whole scene in my head. You know, baby needed 12 lemons, baby needed 12 lemons. I can, I can play out that whole scene in my head. Um, I can still remember a joke, um, that Jack Nicholson made, on an award show when I can't find something like in my house, there's like some like terribly written joke (laughs) where he's like at the Oscars or golden globes or, or some, some award show way back in the day. And it is just stuck in my head where he, he goes up to the mic and you know, his banter is like, Oh, you know, I just want to let everyone here know that, that there there's a wallet someone lost their wallet and it's been returned. So if you need, if you lost your wallet, you just need to go to hell and hunt for it. Why is that stuck in my mind all these years later? I will never know. I don't know why I still know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is exactly six years older than me. Not exactly. I know his birthday is not in May. I do not know when his birthday is, but as a young child, I had such affinity for Jonathan Taylor Thomas that I made sure to remember that he was six years older than me and to do the math for when it would be appropriate for our to for us to to live out our lives together. See, these are just some of the things that just just are always just percolating right there on the brain, ready to go if anyone needs to ask me about them. 
But the other, and this all ties in because last night, and I don't know how we got onto the subject of Liv Tyler, but there were two of us in the conversation out of our group that knew way too much about, you know, Liv Tyler. We all, we were all like, okay, Liv Tyler. Oh, maybe we're talking about the Nepo babies. Cause you know, everyone's talking about Nepo babies now. And, um, and so there were two of us that were like, oh, well, no, she had no idea. She had no idea um, until later that Steven Tyler was her dad. And it's because she, she just knew. She saw him and was like, that guy looks like my dad. And, and then, <laughs> and our other friends are in the room going, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, don't you, everyone knows the story of how Liv Tyler realized that she was Steven Tyler's uh, daughter. And our other friends were like, no, this is actually, people know like history and um, maybe their bank account information. But I don't know if everyone in, in the world knows how Liv Tyler um, came to find out that Steven Tyler was her dad. And uh, in, in case you're wondering, I feel like this should live rent free in your brain because, um, you know, for, for me and my gal pal that did know all this information, we, we were very passionate. It was as, as if we were there. We had them gripped on the edge of their seat you know, riding out this, this, um, you know, lifetime movie-esque, you know, realization of like, who's your daddy? That rock star is. Yeah. Um, but fun fact, if you want to know how Liv Tyler, uh, figured out that Steven Tyler was her dad, um, she, uh, they bumped it when she was six years old, six years old with her mom at like a hotel. She'd gone to see him in concert. And then around six years old, they ran into Steven Tyler at the like hotel bar and Steven Tyler bought her a Shirley Temple. And then she was so enamored with this rock star and was like, hmm, there's something here that she became obsessed with Aerosmith, got, got Aerosmith posters and then kept talking to the posters, even wrote down in her journal all for the next couple of years, wrote down in her journal. I think that Steven Tyler is my dad and just had it called out. And then eventually later on, went to another Aerosmith concert, saw her, saw who would be her, who was her actual biological half sister standing there watching the concert and said, I feel like I'm looking at my twin. I feel like I'm looking at my mirror. And then her mom finally said, after all these years, yeah, the person you think is, who is your father is not. And you are right. All those times you were talking to that poster in your room about thinking that Steven Tyler was your dad you were right. And then Steven Tyler stepped in and became her dad. Did a great job. And whoever was also participating in the raising of Liv Tyler, because she seems like a delightful person. And I'm just really, you know, and we knew, I mean, we were reenacting these conversations as if we were there. And, um, it just, it made me, at least I know that there's another person in the world that feels that this is important information. But if you did not know, this is how Liv Tyler um, came to realize that she was Steven Tyler's bi- biological daughter. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is important. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, but this is the, my favorite part of about just trips with your friends. Um, when you just get to talk a whole lot about nothing and how all those nothings can actually mean a lot of something to uh, each of us individually. And it's important to have that time with the people that you love. So if you, if you're feeling it, cause I don't know if, um, 
If you could hear my distaste for the month of January last week, um, or if you follow me on social media, you've heard. I This was just a tough one. This was a weird January, and I don't know why. I've never had an issue with January in the past. I usually have a great relationship with January. I feel like it's a new year. I feel a little buzzy. I feel like, you know, excited. My my oldest, you know, my my daughter Florence is her birthday's in January, which is always very fun. But this one was a weird January and I'm feeling that from a lot of people. So if you need an excuse or a reason just to shake it out, go with friends, go, go take yourself out for a meal, go treat yourself, um, you know, go to a cabin and just, you know, yell why into the woods for a little bit just to shake out the last 30, 31 days. Um, I'm giving you that permission. I think, I think we all deserve that permission. It, and so you're welcome. Go do that for yourself. Whew. Just sipping on this coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny how uh, uh, I feel like life's timing is just impeccable right now, or, or God's timing, goddess, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, timing's been pretty impeccable. It's kind of nice when you put things out and... and and then all of a sudden you get the call back, like like Elsa and Frozen 2, you know, you get the calling. Um, I was planning on coming here to Atlanta and I and I booked an extra day into my travel because I have family that lives here. And so I went and stayed with them. And um, but funny enough, early this week, early last week, I got a phone call from who was our prop master, the head of our prop department. His name is Joe, Joe Props. And he was cleaning out his old prop warehouse and asked if I, if I wanted these old drawings. If you watched, I worked on a show called The Vampire Diaries. If you did not know that and you just happened to be listening to this podcast without knowing that, that's very cool. Um, I'm sure, I, I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this podcast do already know the information that I'm an actor. I worked on a show called The Vampire Diaries. It went for many, many seasons. There were two spinoffs. It's, it's a, it was a, it, an amazing journey. Big, big, big uh, part of my life, obviously, and even until this day. Um, but so Joe Props was our, was our, was the head of our prop department. And when you work in props, you design um, like all the, everything from, Having to have a phone, they provide that. Um, everything from like an, on our show with it being vampires, like all those wooden stakes, all the the gags of like things floating, you know, even if there's like food. Like when I was pregnant, I had to eat. There was a scene where I had to eat um, like French fries. And Joe was so amazing. He would, he literally brought in something to cook and fry and like freshly crisp the French fries right there just to satisfy my pregnancy French fry cravings. And, uh, so prop department, we had an amazing one on our show. And, um, and that really, uh, I think comes from, from Joe. He's got a very big place in my heart, you know? And so, but he called me, he texted me and said, Hey, I'm cleaning out this warehouse. I've got these old drawings of Caroline Forbes. Would you like them? Would you want them? I don't know if that's weird. I don't know if, and, and I was like, yes, no, I do. Cause there's a lot of times where you get asked, Hey, like there's a charity auction. Do you have anything that you can contribute? And I, and I never do. Cause I didn't take anything. really, I took two things from the show. I took a, a ring that my character wore every day. And I also took a menu from, um, 
the, a grill, like a restaurant that was heavily featured in the show from the Mystic Grill. And I want to keep those things, you know, selfishly. And I don't really have anything else that I can donate. So this was a perfect opportunity. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to be in Atlanta. So why don't I just bring an extra suitcase and maybe we can just toss things in there. And it was just such a fun walk down memory lane. And also speaking of memory lane, just another reminder of how many things live rent free in my brain. And yet how many things I have no idea like what we filmed for eight years, how much it just falls right out of the brain. Just reviewing prop after prop that I was like, what is this from? Why did we have this? And again, this is eight years of television. So they're, you know, they're, they're to be fair, that's a lot to, to keep in a brain. But I am really impressed because for people that watch the show, they knew all the things. Like they, there was like this magic compass that, that Joe created and it had to spin on its own. And he had like three different versions of this compass and, and one had a motor in it. One was just like hand spun and, and we couldn't for the life of us remember what it was. Neither of us. And this was, it's like, this was a lot of time spent, you know, doing all this stuff and, and you can't remember what it is. But, uh, but we had that. It was wonderful to see the stake collection, you know, all the, the wooden stakes, which seems so cool when you're watching them on the television. But in reality, it is just like, just a piece of wood with then like some like hot glue gun and then like the silver stuff that would be like kind of like silver foil that would flake off everywhere. Looks fantastic on TV. But then anyone like I had a friend being like, you have to grab a steak for me. But then you see the steaks in person and you're like, I mean, I could, I could just go to Joanne's and just chop it up real quick and, and dip it in some fake blood and dirt. And this could be the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's very funny. You have like a watch that's been completely or a compass that's been completely gutted and recreated. And, um, but then you also have these wooden stakes that don't really seem that important, but, but also emotionally are significant. Um, but if you follow, if you had not seen, you know, I will post some pictures of it later today, but it was very cool. It was very sentimental. Um, it was nice to be able to collect, things and just see all these memories because it, it has been a very long time. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's the theme of 2023 this year. I'm just, I'm feeling very, very sentimental kicking it off. Um, but I do need to make some space in my brain for more important things than, um, how, you know, children of celebrities found out that their dads were actually rock stars performing on stage. I I do, I should have some more, Brain, maybe we just start reading like a news article, just any of them, just any of them that apply to actual news going on in the world that doesn't involve the word Nepo babies, which is two words. But, you know, for the sake of this conversation, we can just call it one word. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. 
Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, the time has come. It's time for me to start paying attention to what I'm putting into my body. I need fuel. I need energy. I need plant-based proteins and superfoods. Well, thank goodness 310 Nutrition is helping me and you, my listeners, in this new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options of delicious flavors and preferences. I can't just drink water. I like water with flavor. I like protein with flavor. And thank goodness, 310 Nutrition offers so many different options. They have six flavors like lemon lime, strawberry, peach mango, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber, which is exactly what I need when I'm trying to hydrate throughout the day because you know I love my cold brew coffees, but those are dehydrating and I need to rehydrate. So thank goodness their Hydrate Point supercharges water with key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. You just add one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, which can provide the same amount of hydration that is equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. And I need it. Not only am I getting rehydrated, but it helps to start my day with more energy, greater focus. I'm feeling refreshed while maintaining my hydration without having to drink as much H2O on its own. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Superbloom and giving my listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it is really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you're going to use. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code SUPERBLOOM right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code SUPERBLOOM. All right. Well, I want to answer a few questions. And I also remind, want to remind you that you can send in questions. Um, go to a SuperBloom pod, um, at a SuperBloom pod on Instagram. That's where I'm reading all of these questions and, and, um, and answering them for you. And this one's just right in theme because we are um, here at the lake house. We are all five mamas to young children. All of our children are seven and under. And so, you know, I just want to, um, I feel like this is a good place to start. So uh, Tracy, thank you so much for, for your question. You said, what advice do you give uh, a mom of two girls? And she says, mom, I'm not, but I love the word mom. I wish that it wouldn't be weird if in America I could just start saying mom without getting a side eye because I, I love that um, 
version of mom. Okay. What advice would you give to a mom of two girls, seven and three, similar to yours, who feels like they are drowning? The three major is soul su- sucking at the minute, especially fighting with their sister. Even just words of, I hear ya, it doesn't suck. We've got this would be encouraging right now. Ooh, Tracy. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I think we all have, we even just speaking on it yesterday. Um, it's hard. It is very, very hard. This is why you can go on Pinterest and just look up like, you know, it's parenting is hard and you will get a million Pinterest ideas on how to make it easier on yourself. If you Google, is it me or is it hard to raise children? Google will tell you, yeah, it's very hard to raise children. And if you ask any of your other friends who are parents who are in the throes of it, they will say the same thing. Uh, There is a very big difference of being in the phase of having children when they are past six years old and then before six years old. I think that there's even if you, you know, there's even some scientific study that says you do not return to a normal like sound night sleep until your youngest child is six years old. I mean, I could be making that up. I don't think I am. Maybe by my second coffee, I will remember what that is, but I'm just going to take, you should just take that as a fact right now. Just so to give yourself some grace, give yourself some grace. It's really, really hard. Um, and also each day is a new challenge. You, it's like you could figure out a parenting style that's working for you. That's, you know, that your children are responding to, but they're growing, they're developing. And then that could maybe not work like a week later. So the biggest thing that I think you can do right now in moments of feeling overwhelmed is remember, it's not you. You are not the problem. It's not you. You know, it, in a lot of ways, I love that song by T-Swift. I, and I sing it all day long. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things in my life where I go, oh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like me reading too much celebrity gossip instead of current event news, of course, is, is rotting my brain in ways. It's me. It's, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, but in this circumstance, as far as parenting and having two young children who are also part of this generation that have, we've all been through a very big cultural event and, you know, a health event of a global pandemic. We are all still, um, we have, we are all still walking through whatever the emotional recovery of that is. Even if you feel that you were very, very minimal, minimally affected by the, by the events of the past couple years, it is impossible to have not been affected. So just that as a baseline of navigating parenting, uh, through that, and also, yeah, it's just it's just difficult because part of being a parent is wanting to know that you're doing everything right, that you know someone's there to tell you that you're doing a great job. We like to think that parenting is just you know looking out for our children's best interest and that we're just the emotional support of that and also physical support of getting them the places that where they need to go. But in reality, when you're a parent, like you're also a chef, you got to feed these kids. Kids eat a lot of food. That is something they did not tell you at the hospital. That at a certain point, they're like, there will be a day where you're like, I have to make another meal. I have to make another snack time. It just, it, it's never ending. It's never ending. And then this generation of children, they love water. They live for water. I do not remember drinking water as a child. I remember consuming some juice boxes. 
maybe a glass here or there, maybe some milk. If all of a sudden my parents were on some sort of vitamin D kick and I needed, and I needed, or some calcium kick and I needed milk. And I know I had water. I would swim in water. I swam in water in pools, you know, but I do not actively remember thinking, oh, this is my water bottle and it, and I have to keep it with me all the time and keep it full and hydrate. Like the, the concept, my, my two-year-old hydrates more than I do as an adult. Like this is just, this is, this is next gen. So these kids are also just like, they're leveling, leveling up from when we were younger. Um, yeah, but they, they, you gotta be a chef. You gotta be a nurse. You gotta pay attention to when they have colds. And then, and then suddenly you start to learn of like, you know, you start to have this like inner knowledge of whether something's an infection or just like a head cold. Like there are so many other elements to parenting. Um, you know, suddenly you have to remember how school works again and like homework and you have to like remember math that, you know, we've been asked, we've, you know, we don't really need because we have, you know, calculators in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of things. So it just, it is overwhelming. You are not making this up. And the tool that I have been using, like my mantra that I have used in the last, ooh, in the last like year, year and a half is I get like, sometimes you just need some space and grace, space and grace. Obviously your three-year-old might not understand this sometimes. And so like, I realized that when, when my kids would be going like, you know, argue, you know, when my seven-year-old would just be overwhelmed, you know, with my, with my two-year-old and, and I just need them to like have some space from each other. I'm like, yeah, you, baby, you just need some space and grace. You just need some space away. Go give yourself like five minutes, give yourself some grace that it, you're frustrated and that's okay. And then you can come back with some, with some better breath, better breathing, just a little bit more relaxed. And then I realize I like that. Like some, and then I get to tell my seven-year-old, like, I love you. Mommy's feeling overwhelmed. Mommy just needs a little, I need a little space. I need, I, you know, I will hug you in a few minutes, but mama just needs some physical space and I need you to have some grace that I'm communicating these feelings, space and grace. So Tracy, sometimes, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, just give yourself a little space and a lot of grace. You're doing a fantastic job. You're doing great. That's my new favorite thing This, as of a day ago. If no one's told you that you're doing great yet today, I'm telling you, you are, do, you are doing great. Um, which leads us into Ella's question. Ella, thank you so much for this question. You wanted me to go into things that you wish, that I wish I knew in my 20s. You said, I feel like everyone seems to write off the struggles that people have in their 20s as unimportant. All right, so it's not that it's unimportant they're not, it's not unimportant. I think it's, uh, it's just in the long run, you're still fit. Like this is what I wish I would have known in my twenties. Okay. I'll start there. I wish it would have been explained to me more in, in like, in when we, when I took like biology class or whatever, you know, it just the, just the common like baseline knowledge of, of the fact that your frontal lobe in your brain, the part that also assists in, in decision-making, it is not fully formed until you are around 25 years old. For generally, for women. For men, it is also around the same, but maybe like 27 or 28. And, and this is and like, this is, I'm no scientist, I'm no doctor. 
This is just, this is also some of the information that I retain. <laughs> so um, you can give this a Google as well, but I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure that that's, I, I know that the 25 thing, it's like roughly around 25. I know that for a fact. Your frontal lobe is not fully formed until you are around 25. So that in itself should just give you the beat to say, Ooh, okay. If I don't know exactly what I want to do with my life, my brain is still developing. Like I'm still in the growth period of like my be like getting to be able to perform at my full capacity of how I can operate in this world. Just that, just that can give you like a little break and a little reassurance. And if you are 25 or if you are in your later 20s, just realize, oh, I'm, I just now have all of like, everything is officially like developed at, like as me as a human so that I can now, like I'm just learning. You're just, the baby steps, baby steps. And I wish that someone had explained that to me because I spent so much of my late 20s and early 30s beating myself up for decisions I made in my early 20s, um, ways that I reacted and responded emotionally to events around that period of time as well, um, kind of re-examining you know, why I did certain things or didn't do certain things. And just really pointing the finger at that person going, gosh, you should have known better. You should have done better. And you should have done more. And then once I really understood that I, I did the best that I can. And also, I, we all just need to have some, if we could all just accept the fact <laughs> that we're still growing at that point. You're still developed. Like your brain is not fully developed. And I was just like, oh, that's why. That makes a lot more sense to me. So, yes, I'm not trying to belittle the experiences of your 20s and in, in like the, the, the bigger, grander scheme experiences of your 20s of navigating them. It's not belittling them. It's just recognizing that, that you're doing good. It's, you're, you're doing great. It, it's that simple that your understanding of why you're making decisions is also has to have some understanding that your brain has either been developing or just been developed fully at its operating ability and capability. So maybe that helped. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. I, I do not know, but I do know that I appreciate you all joining me um, on this second episode of my cool, calm, collected, caffeinated, cool down, warm up, uh, cold brew coffee conversations with Candace King. Uh, I, I hope that my brain is entertaining you. It is fully developed for the most part. I don't know. I might be, it might be regressing in its development because of all the, the junk that I store in it. Um, I might need to, uh, I might need to work on that. But I, I hope that you all have a fantastic week. Uh, Want to remind you, there is a new interview coming out on Thursday at a Super Bloom Pod. There is a new podcast coming out Thursday. Um, so be sure to check it out and um, take care of yourselves. And remember, space and grace. Space and grace. Take care. This has been a Super Bloom Podcast hosted by me, Candace King. 
produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond and Print Productions and advertisement partnerships with ACAST. 